just paid up $2.35 million as a one-time bonus to a 16-year-old child in the Dominican Republic. And this is a good thing. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. The international signing period for Major League Baseball opened up over the weekend. The Pirates coming through with 15 signings. The headliner being the young outfielder, Shalene Polanco, the number one teenaged outfielder in the class, 11th overall according to MLB Pipeline, of all the prospects available. Here's what Vizcaino had to say over the weekend about Polanco, and it's worth listening, if only because these are guys down there in that part of the world that you seldom hear from. Well, I mean, uh, he's a very projectable kid, um, sort of a five-tool player, uh, can run. Uh, We think he's going to stay in center field, uh, plus defender, um, hopefully hit in the middle of the order, and he has the makeup to, to be a leader on the team. Um, we really like his makeup. We think he's a, he's a great kid, works hard, kind of an overworker. We've had to kind of back him off a little bit because he was uh, almost playing too hard <laughs> before signing in his academy. You know, we've, I've got a few calls from his agent that he was diving all over the place and how to fly in and kind of, kind of tell him to, okay, play hard, but, you know, take care of yourself also. But he's that type of player. He's going to be somebody that's going to come in, get dirty, and he's going to lead by example. These things don't happen all in a single day. In fact, they tend to happen over the course of years. Someone from the team, a scout, gets to know the prospect, sees the prospect on a sandlot, uh, they get to know what's called a buscone. It's kind of lower-level agent, if you will, uh, on the island. They get to know the family and everything else, and they reach all kinds of agreements above and below the table. Sometimes you get caught. Sometimes you don't. One way or another, you know you've got the player. The Pirates have had Shalene Polanco in the bag for a while under Latin American head scout Junior Vizcaino. Good for them. I mean, it's a nice get. Um, You want to have top-level prospects in Latin America signing with you. There are ancillary benefits to that. You're seen as a player down there. You're not just uh, the team that goes around scraping up a bunch of guys with $20,000 bonuses and throwing them all into one pile and hoping that something good comes from it. Sometimes something good does come from it. Starling Marte was signed by Rene Gallo for an $85,000 bonus. That's, That's pretty good. That's a pretty nice return on the investment. Gregory Polanco and others, these were all under $100,000 for their bonuses. Guys who just made it didn't necessarily make a big impact or whatever, but also came in at low value, like a Jose Osuna was a $15,000 bonus out of Venezuela. Uh, There are examples like this all over, but, but 
ultimately, the approach where you make sure that a good amount of your international cap space, and this is capped, I wish all of baseball was, but this process actually is, that you want to allot, to my mind, half of it or more to a single significant talent, that's the right way to go. Because as with everything else we've been discussing, as it relates to Ben Charrington, you want to keep trying to bring high ceiling talent into the system in bulk. You're looking for quantity that comes with quality. If that sounds way too super corny and obvious, so be it. But that's actually the approach. Because the truth is, and I'm about to lay this out for you here, the truth is, oh man, it's not easy making it from those sandlots to PNC Park. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. Back in business, back open, uh, both Mike's and the sister operation right next door, North Shore Tavern. Visit them. Go ahead. Sit inside. Choose from your favorites. Out of the 500-plus beers he's got on tap, more than 50 of those from local breweries. Have a steak on a stone. Or if you can't make it down to Mike's, which, by the way, is on Federal Street right across from PNC Park, you can get delivery anywhere in Allegheny County and up into the Cranberry portion of Butler County. Visit mikesbeerbar.com slash beer hyphen menu to order, or you can call at 412-322-BEER. If you get delivery to order and pay, the person must be 21, ID required and present. There was a prospect that the Pirates signed a pitcher that some of you will recall. Luis Heredia, six foot six right-hander, threw as many as six different pitches at age 16, really surprisingly filled out for a 16-year-old that tall. Like, really strange sight, uh, freakish. So when he was facing the talent that he was, this was in western Mexico, he was dominating them. He was killing them. And it wasn't just the pirates who were chasing him. It was everybody. It was everybody. I went down there back when I was with the newspapers to cover Rene Gallo's pursuit and ultimately his signing of Heredia just to see how the process works. And one of the days that I accompanied them to a game in which Luis would be pitching This was in Mazatlan, Mexico, coastal city. Beautiful place, by the way. As we walked in, Rene was saying hello to this person and hello to that person and hello. And as soon as he'd walk past any of those people, he'd turn to me and go, Yankees. Next guy, Red Sox. Next guy, Dodgers. They were all there to watch Luis pitch, even though they all knew that the Pirates had him wrapped up, that he was a done deal. They still had to see him. They still had to 
log everything that they were witnessing, and they still had to hope against hope against hope that somehow between that date and whenever the signing date would eventually come, like the one that just passed this past weekend, they would have just the best of fortune that luck would fall from the sky onto their cheesy scouting Hawaiian shirts. If you're a baseball person, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These guys all dress the same. And Rene knew he was completely confident. Uh, The Pirates brass at the time, uh, meaning Neil Huntington and those guys, had given Rene strict instructions to lie low, keep it quiet, keep uh, keep it cool down there, to which Rene responded by driving through the streets of Mazatlan, with this bright yellow golf cart-looking car with Pirates logos all over it, with me and my wife who came with me on the trip and Luis in the back seat. That is something I will never forget. Let's just say Rene didn't feel the need to lie low. He knew he had the kid. He wanted everybody to know it, and the more obnoxious he'd be about it, whatever, right? What a blast that was. Long story short, Luis never made it. He did get to Bradenton, had all kinds of problems. His mom came. His mom was, um, I'm trying to think of a polite way to say this, so I, and I really can't. Now, I don't have one. <laughs> um, really, really difficult to deal with. There, how's that? And hyper, hyper control freak. And she basically took Luis's money, uh, controlled how much or how little of it he'd get. And by the time he got to Bradenton and she gave him just a little piece of it, he went and bought himself a super fancy car, found some girls, uh, went out all the time, and there went the pitcher. That was it. End of story. I mean, if you want, I can get into his mechanical breakdowns and things like that that you read about in or, you know, that you could have read about in regular publications like a Baseball America or whatever. But this one I saw for myself. This one I heard all about, including after the fact, everything that went wrong with Luis. Myself. I don't have to wonder what happened to him. I don't have to wonder whether or not the Pirates messed him up or anything. He just didn't make it. Not everybody has it. He eventually got to the point about after two or three years in a system where he declared that he was going to take himself very seriously and and fix up all these things. I'm sorry, man. He, you know, you got off the ride. He got off the ride. He was done. He was done. There was no fixing that. There was no getting back. He was hungry right up to the point where he either he and or his mom got all this cash, and that was the end of it. They couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle any aspect of it. What does that mean for Shalene Polanco and other guys? It means that they face challenges. They face unique challenges in, first of all, getting off the island, which is a term that they use down there uh, in the Dominican, not Mexico, of course, Uh, Get off the island. Get off the island. 
their goal, first and foremost, is to get from the new Latin American Academy up to Bradenton. Get to Bradenton. Be up there. Be up there in the United States where, you know, you're closer to the major league team. You can feel it. They need to get up there. And once they do, to make sure that they're taken care of, to make sure that they're doing the smart things and that they're disciplining themselves. Francisco Liriano, when he was with the Pirates, this was only about three or four years ago, told me the story about how when he was signed by the Twins uh, out of the Dominican, that when he was first assigned from the island to Fort Myers, where Minnesota's camp is, that he was so afraid of everything. Uh, he was embarrassed that he couldn't speak the language. He felt ashamed. Uh, he didn't want to ask people how to order food from the Twins complex. He wanted just to eat something out. So he'd sit there hungry. These are some of the challenges that are faced by these players, by these incredibly young athletes away from their homes, away from their countries, away from their language, away from their cultures, away from everything that they've known, just thrust into this baseball-only world. The Pirates and other teams have made extraordinary strides in helping players like this. Every team at every level of the Pirates system has at least one Spanish-speaking coach. I don't know if you know that or not, but that's pretty neat. You can't have a staff at any level of the pirate system without there being at least one Spanish-speaking coach. They have all kinds of additional assistance for, for these kids as they're working their way up. But the obstacles are many, and they are enormous. So when you see a 10-second video of Shalene Polanco swinging the bat and you think oh and you make the you know the all the usual jokes about how nothing won't keep him when he gets to Pittsburgh or all that other boring stuff understand that that kid's still facing a big big climb to get here and there are so so few of the Juan Soto types who just show up in DC one day and it's just magic at age 19 uh, that takes an extraordinary talent I don't know that Polanco fits that category. I strongly suspect that he doesn't. But whichever the case, know and understand that he is signed and paid for his potential, for his projectability, including his frame, his speed, his arm, um, his range in center field, his potential to stay in center field instead of getting moved to a corner, which Vizcaino talked about. All of that stuff's exciting. But there's so much, so much work still to do. Remember this, in five years, five full years, that kid will only be 21. When we come back, just one question. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. For those of you who don't know how to get me your Just One Question, it's pretty easy. Uh, go to DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the accompanying article for this podcast, which isn't hard. It's out on the homepage, or you can just tap the big blue podcast button out front. Open it up, and in the comments section right underneath it, just type up a question, anything at all. I'm guaranteed to see it there. If you send it through some other means, I, I might run into it, whether it's a Twitter, Facebook, uh, email, whatever. But my best chances of seeing it, because I check these all the time, are the comments on our site. Today's Just One Question comes from Logan, who asks, oh, this is impossible, dude. What do you believe will be the Pirates' 2021 starting lineup? Wow. I should have asked you. Wow. I should have asked you to go first, huh? Well, the cop-out answer here is that Ben Charrington still probably has more trades to make and I'll be surprised if Adam Frazier isn't among those, uh, especially with the pickup over the weekend of Wilmer Difa from the Nationals. Uh, Difa's a guy who's a, a defensive ace that you just basically move around the diamond wherever needed. And from there, the Pirates can see what they do or don't have in the combination of Eric Gonzalez, Kevin Newman, Cole Tucker, between second base and shortstop. Now, if Frazier's still there, that's, I mean, it's weird. I mean, now you have far too many infielders. So I really feel like Difa was a a flag there to, to move Frazier in particular, although who knows if another infielder might be in that mix. So if you start from there, the first thing that you have to acknowledge is that the Pirates don't have a true leadoff guy. Um, Newman's hit there. Uh, Newman had a terrific 2019. His on-base was good in 2019. It wasn't great. I don't know that he's ever going to be a great on-base guy. He hasn't shown that through the minors. And you don't develop that late in your career. You can develop more likely into a better hitter than you can into a better on-base guy as you mature. Uh, Cole Tucker isn't that guy. Uh, Eric Gonzalez isn't. They don't have one. They don't have one. I mean, Anthony Alford is really, really fast, but Anthony Alford is also a really low on-base guy, and you don't even know that he's going to be your center fielder. Now, from there, it just continues to be impossible. Who's your two? Is it Brian Reynolds? Is he your best hitter? I don't know. I mean, he was in 2019. He most certainly was not. In 2020, he was one of the worst hitters in baseball. What do you do? Do you project right now that he's just going to have this cure-all camp and rip up Grapefruit League and show up ready to go against the Cubs? I can't do that. I can't do that. Where do you put Kebrian Hayes? Do you want him at second or third? Not the positions, the slots in the order. You know, a lot of the analytics right now tell you to put your very best guy 
in the two spot. The Joey Votto principle. Put him right there. Even if he has uh, RBI capability, you put him up there because you have a better chance of keeping your wheels turning. And if you're the Pirates and you know that your offense isn't going to have any power, really, or very, very little, the importance of those wheels turning is only that much more magnified. So let's let's just go here. I'll go with uh, Newman or Alford. Well, it sounded like I said Alfred Newman. Uh, <laughs> let's go with Newman at leadoff. Let's go with Reynolds at two, and let's go with Hayes at three. Too much pressure on the kid? Hey, too bad. You're the one who looked like Ted Williams for a month. Go ahead and hit third. Who's your cleanup hitter? Colin Moran. I know, I know. But he did hit home runs this past season. Uh, five. I I don't even, yeah, I don't know. It's tough, man. Polanco. Like, do you want to just hope for Polanco? Not Shaleen Polanco, by the way. Gregory Polanco. He's going to play. Do you dare risk putting him at five? Again, just hoping? All, All of this is on hope. You know? And from there, you're talking about Jacob Stallings and uh, Anthony Alford and you know Cole Tucker. Oh man, why'd you have to bring this up? I was having such a happy, upbeat show, and you have to come along with 2021 starting lineup. I'll get you for this, Logan. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Thanks to everybody for listening today. We'll do this again tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.